seeing those guys that were bench pressing with the 45 plates and just thinking we would never, ever get there, ever. That was so heavy. That was so heavy. Um, I think it was all we could do to get 20 pounds. Yeah. Just one rep. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, – we we started out pretty much at the bottom of the totem pole. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm – so yeah, it was helpful to be able to go in there with you and then just be able to laugh the, about the fact that we couldn't bench one thirty five. Yeah. Instead of just mope around about it, which is what I would have done. And this this would be important to say the the thing that you hope doesn't happen the first time you go into a gym happened to us. Okay, let's, the, I don't the, remember that. Well, what you know, a, a reason why a lot of people are scared to go into a gym is they don't want other people to look at them, talk to them. They don't want to feel like they're lesser right. than everybody okay. else. Yeah, yeah. That's well, true. our first day we go into the gym, this huge guy comes up to us and starts lecturing us on all the stuff we were doing wrong and how the angle wasn't quite right, right. on the bicep curl and all of that stuff. And all right. Well, welcome to the fitness podcast with Connor and Macklin. Uh, when we were talking about this, I thought we should probably try and keep fitness and health separate because those are two very interrelated uh, topics, but I think they can also be expound, expanded on a lot more than... Yeah, that's going to be hard to keep those separate, Yeah, at least for me. Yeah. So I figure what we should do is just... Because um, <clears throat> the last thing that we did fitness-wise, goal-wise, was uh, each of us ran a marathon. So I thought we could we could start by talking about that and how those experiences were different and how they were similar. So sounds why you, great. Why don't you talk about yours a little bit? Well, mine was more recent. How long ago was it? December. December. Okay. Wow. I'm not sure if it feels like sooner than that or further <laughs> away. I'm not sure. But yeah. It doesn't seem like December. <laughs> um, well, first of all, let me start with I'm not a natural runner. Um, I don't come from a very athletic family, so this, this required a lot of, uh, I guess mental fortitude on Mm -hmm. my part. Um, I remember one day in particular with training that was just brutal. Um, I think it was the day that I was doing 20, maybe 22. Mm -hmm. Um, so training wise, I think I trained for no more than four months. It was probably three or four months total. Mm-hmm. It started with three, four-mile runs. I had done some running just for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I have done a lot of running together. Mm-hmm. I don't think the mo- I think the most I had done before marathon training was maybe a five-mile run, maybe a six-mile run, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I started training back during the time when you were doing your marathon because mm-hmm. we were going to do it together. Yeah. Um, and then... Sickness. And then it fell through. Yeah, yeah, I got I got sick, and we were then we went on a, an overseas trip, and it just didn't work out. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad looking back because it was colder, and it was nice to do it in cold temperatures. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I started with three, four, five mile runs. I would do a quick run one day, medium run, and then long run. Mm-hmm. So it would alternate between um, short length but high intensity, mm-hmm. and then more relaxed but longer distance. Yeah. And that, w- that seemed to work pretty well. Um, and we can talk about more of the details yeah. the further we get into it. But basically, just kind of expanded over time, added more miles and more miles. So then by the end, um, you know, 20 miles wasn't nearly as hard as it yeah. would have been otherwise. Yeah. 
So for those of you that don't that aren't aware, a marathon is twenty six miles, twenty six point two. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and uh, you can look at it two ways. Whenever I, whenever I started thinking about running a marathon, I was like, twenty six miles. Like, what's? I mean, you can anybody can do that. Uh, and then I started, <laughs> then I started running and realized, okay, wow, this is a lot harder than I thought. Um, particularly when you get up past. 18 for me like and I was so when I, I ran mine first I ran mine I guess six or seven months before you did yours mm-hmm. mine was in May of 2018 um, and I ran in Michigan <clears throat> and I thought I signed up for that one because I thought well Michigan's flat always everywhere um, well turns out Ann Arbor Michigan is not flat and uh, and so that marathon was uh, was fun to do um, but at any rate, um, training for the marathon was, uh, you know, same same as you. I, I probably trained for a max of 15 weeks. It was probably more like 13 weeks of training before the actual marathon. And um, for like the first, I don't know, two months of that, it was so easy. I was like, I think I got up to maybe like a 14-mile run, 15-mile run, and all that was like, fairly easy for me but then like when I hit my 18 mile run it was just the worst it was just the hardest thing it was I mean 18 miles I don't know exactly how long that took me probably a little over three hours and it was just like I never thought it was going to end and that 18 mile run the way I used to up until my 18th my 18 mile run my the the route I would go was straight down a highway I would just is the name of the road is 412 and it's a pretty flat it goes sort of uh it goes really flat and really straight for a long time so i thought well this will be easy i'll just i'll just clock myself you know nine miles out and just run nine miles back and for a while that worked because um because once you got out into nine miles you turned around and then you know you just the only other option was to to go back but after that 18th mile run it was like it was like it was so it was way too hard. Mm-hmm. So then after that, I I sort of um, did this route all the way through Jackson. This was actually one of my like more proud moments. Was like I sat down with a map and sort of I could sort of visualize how far the distances were uh, based on some on the earlier running that I'd done. And I basically went from North Jackson to South, or actually from South Jackson to North Jackson around the whole shebang. I pretty much took a tour of the southern half of Jackson and um that was that was uh I ran that I guess my 20 mile run my 22 and my I don't know if I did I guess yeah just two or three times and um so that helped it out a little bit to not just go out and turn back but I think there's there's probably different ideas of which is easier yeah I think some people think just there and back is easier some yeah. people think doing a circle where you do several laps is yeah. probably easier what is what's your way I, I mean I agree with you that at at by the end once you reached almost 20 miles mm-hmm. and then after 20 it was just a matter of doing it mm-hmm. you just had to push through either way yeah I think it it may depend on the person it may depend on the time of day there are probably a lot of factors involved yeah. but I found that just switching it up, regardless mm-hmm. of what I switched it to, helped a lot. Yeah. Well, I was kind of worried about you uh, in terms of uh, your training in the beginning because you were, because we talked, we would stay in communication a little bit about what your training was like for the marathon yeah. and for like 
two months, it was like, you were like, yeah, well, I ran a five-mile run. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> it's going to get hard really quick. Yeah. I was like, I hope he, I didn't know if you were going to get all the way up to 20, but you got up to 22. You, the, your last one. The longest one I did before the race was 22. That's yeah. what I did, yeah. I think, if I remember correctly, I think the hardest one for me was the 20. I'm trying to remember. It was the one you ran with me yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I don't was, remember. Think, I can't remember. Her. I, I don't think, think it was my last run before no. the marathon. Yeah. yeah so that would mean it was 20 miles? I don't know, because I, I did two with you. I did a... Okay. I don't remember if one of them was 18 and the other one was 20. Okay. But Either yeah. way, that was the hardest yeah. run I've ever done. That was probably the hardest physical thing I've ever done. Yeah. That that run was harder than the 26. Yeah. I don't know what it was about it that night. Yeah. Maybe the fact that it maybe it was at night. Maybe yeah. that was the problem. Well, I don't know. Running in the dark is kind of hard. And, and it was also really cold. It was like uncommonly cold. And uh, and so we, we weren't really prepared for that. Um so I mean, it was all I could do not to just just cry the whole way. I know it was so. I know. Yeah, yeah. Crying, I I don't know. I think maybe I cried in my training. There was one. There was one time I was training in White House where my where my wife is from. We were visiting in laws. Is this the time you almost got run over? Yeah, man. Was it was it was it was the worst. We were. I took this highway and I thought, and I, my goal was an eighteen mile run. I think yeah, around eighteen miles or sixteen miles, and I was like. I know that this road goes straight for a while, so I was like, I'll just get on this road because I have to go straight or else I get really lost <laughs> if I start taking turns. So anyways, I start going, and, um, and for a while it was a nice, it had a nice big shoulder to run on, um, and it had multiple lanes. But after about three miles, it was like a 60-mile-per-hour highway, two lanes. So one side going north, one side going south, and zero shoulder. Like it was, and, and I had, and I was a stupid idiot. I didn't have any reflective material on and I had black pants, black shoes and a black shirt on. And so I guess all I could see was the whites of my eyes cause I was scared. And, and they were um, huge. They were <laughs> wide. <laughs> well, yeah. And it was fine. Like I was like, okay, just push through it, push through it. And, uh, and then there were like a couple of close calls where, uh, I had like they just kind of got too close to me or whatever, but then the last straw for me was looking up and seeing coming around the corner this gigantic moving truck at like seventy miles an hour on the shoulder, like where I was where I was running, and I had to jump off. It was like ten o'clock at night. I had to jump off the road. Which how was, far away for, were you from the house? At this point, uh, six or so, six and a half or seven miles, something okay. like that. So yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, so I was pretty far out. Um, People don't realize who haven't done running, they don't realize what six miles is. Yeah, it's not easy. Because we, and I wanted to talk about this because yeah. we because we drive and we think in terms of minutes, how long it takes. Yeah. But it's completely different once you've run that distance. Yeah. Six miles feels completely different. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, I don't, I don't know if you have, you probably don't read it the same way that I do, but you know when we you take off from the mailbox where we live mm-hmm. and you take that curve, the other end of my farm, which, or not my farm, but my dad's farm where we live, it's it's a full mile mm. to the other end of it. And so once you run that, you realize, okay, wow, that, that this is a big space. Yeah. Once you do yeah. it on your feet, it, it's yeah. a big difference. Yeah, driving at 60 miles per hour really changes your your distance perception yeah, yeah it's crazy and it, it it's not for the better no. i think it's i think it's a good thing to realize how far away yeah. something is yeah and yeah 
that was one positive benefit I got out of running that I didn't expect. Oh yeah. But. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, that w- that night was the one, was the one night that I, um, that I cried cause I, I can't, and then after I jumped off the road, I had to jump off into a 10 foot ravine that was all grass that was wet. And so I like fell down and stuff and, and I kept running after I was like, okay, I can do it. But then the more I realized like how dangerous this was, I, I, yeah, I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you did the marathon. Yeah. Yeah. I did the marathon. I did it in my goal as well. Um, what was your goal? My goal was sub four. Okay. So, which is, I guess that's about an eight minute, 30 second mile. Sub four average. hours for people who. Yeah. Sub four yeah. hours. So that was the goal, and I didn't think I did it because I, um, I was fine. I was running. I was actually staying with the uh, three-hour, forty-five-minute group mm-hmm. uh, pacer for uh, for most of the race for probably about fifteen or sixteen miles. But then after like mile twenty, um, uh, my my hip flexor started locking up, and uh, it got really hot. And then I had to go up this hill and. That was just that was when it, you just started had to grind it out. Um, so I and I started falling down on my pace, um, and I chose not to. My whole training, pretty much, I ran with a GPS watch to sort of keep track of my pacing and stuff. Right. Um, but I decided not to carry it on the marathon and just do the best that I could and not worry about what my pace was. And I'm glad that I did that because it would have been discouraging, mm-hmm. and it would have made me go slower at the last six miles. But um, yeah, so I I. I Cross the finish line, and, and then I looked back at the clock because I didn't even uh, didn't even look the clock coming up to the finish line. So I finished thinking, you know, I was well past four hours, and I looked back, and it was 3.52. And that, that was just awesome. It was a great experience. Uh, my wife handed my son to me. I guess he was three months old or four months old or something at the time, and I carried him across. And the, the guy that was taking the numbers down on the bibs, you know, to, yeah. to do the, the times... He was like yelling at me to get my, cause I was holding my son over my bib and uh-huh. he was like so mad at me to move my, to move my useless blob son out of the way. <laughs> so after 26 miles, you don't yeah. care. Like, <laughs> yeah. Be mad. It's fine. Yeah. So how was the, how was actually running the marathon for you? Cause we haven't really gotten to talk about this very much. No, we haven't. Um, let's see what to say about it. The hardest part was I think at mile 16, and then the last half mile, right at the end. Yeah. That's when the sun came out. Yeah. That's when it started getting hot. Mm-hmm. It was It was the St. Jude Marathon in Memphis. Okay. So it was bigger than I expected. Yeah, I mean, we huge. got there. It was enormous. Um, yeah. The 10K runners, the half marathon runners, and uh, the group that I was in, the full marathon, they all started at the same time. Mm. So... I mean, it was like a stampede yeah. just over the starting gate. Yeah. Um, and then the further we went, the 10K group would branch off. Yeah. And then the half you know, group would branch off. And I was glad to see them go because at the start, they were running faster than I was because <laughs> yeah. they, they didn't have as far to right. go. And so I was mad at them until, yeah. I, until I didn't see them anymore. Yeah. I'd, um, I actually had to sort of eat my judgment process uh, because... We started off, um, and I didn't realize, like, I guess with most marathons, your bibs, they have different colors to denote which race you're running. Yeah. And I didn't realize this at the beginning. Um, <clears throat> and so we were we were at the start, it was the same way at my race, where a 5K, 10K, half and full, we're all starting together. 
The 5K started with yours? Uh, I can't remember. Okay. Because um, they would have been booking it. Yeah, yeah. I think they did, actually. I think the 5K started at the same time. So anyways, I knew that there were four races going on at the same time, and I saw a dude that was sort of in front of me at the starting gate. And he he looked like, he, I mean, he was a bodybuilder, like, uh, I guess he was five foot six, five foot five, kind of a shorter guy, um, just bulked up like muscle, like just huge, like every, I mean, I guess he just did, you know, I don't know if he was a competitive bodybuilder or not. And I was like, I remember thinking like, oh, I'm going to be, he's either like, he. there's no way he's running a full marathon. Well, I, and then I just forgot about it. And then I get to the finish line after my, my run and I see the same dude and during the run, I'd, I'd realized what the different color bibs meant. And turns out he was a marathon runner, and turns out he beat me. And I was like, I don't know. I, I was like kind of pissed off at myself for letting this huge dude, just total non-runner type, uh, beat me at the marathon. But anyways, that's what you get sometimes, I guess. So It's a good, it's a good story, though. <laughs> what, was your, what was your, I guess, motivation for doing the marathon in the first place? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I know what mine was, and I think we've talked about mine, but we've never talked about yours okay. before. Well, I'm trying to think of, like, what what I was doing. I mean, I was just sitting at work one day. Right. And I think I had been thinking. I knew, I knew that, like, I would probably in my lifetime run a marathon. Um, and... I just and I actually kind of tra- I ca- thought I was going to run the um the Nashville marathon the year previous but then I got really busy with ceramics and different things and just kind of had to not do that at the time but um I guess the the reason that I did it mostly was I had just that semester quit ceramics and I wasn't, I was sort of, I had a little bit of a freer schedule and I, but I also wanted something to push myself because mm-hmm. I was always pushing myself with ceramics and I kind of needed something to fill that space. And so I sort of did this marathon, um, in that place I think was, the, was a big factor. Okay. I also wanted to sort of prove to myself that, um, that even though I was about to be a dad, I wasn't about to be lazy, um, and that was that was a little bit of a you know that was another hard thing because we had just i mean in the very middle of my training uh i was i guess I was around mile fourteen in my training where when we had our son <clears throat> and so I had to take a wow, like a week or that. two week break and so trying to get back into it after that was difficult and then just in general like you know staying up late late nights and then trying to get up in the morning before work and and get a run in. Yeah, you were running at like five in the morning a lot of times. Yeah, right? I think I I don't remember. I think some, especially with my longer runs, I was waiting till like seven. Okay. Um, but it was kind of I don't know if it was the smartest thing to do with as little amount of sleep as I was getting. But you know, uh, yeah. but yeah, that was that was another thing was like I I wanted to prove to myself that like just because I had the sun was didn't mean I was going to get fat or stuff like that. So well, you were already lifting weights pretty regularly then, right? Yeah, and that that was that that was uh I guess before that um was I had been out of college for a year and a half or so. Um and so during that time between college and marathon running, I was sort of doing body weight stuff. Um 
So. Did you keep that up during marathon <clears throat> training? I don't no, remember. No, okay. I, it was all running. That was okay. all I could do. So you didn't do any weightlifting during no. that time? Yeah. Okay. All right. so. I didn't ba- either. I had yeah. good intentions too, but I never did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's backtrack. Okay. And talk about when, what, what urged us to start fitness at all. Okay. Um, and this is, and th- we kind of started together, um, like almost the same day, just about, uh, in fact, probably the same day. So I want to hear your side. Cause I know, I know my side and I can share that in a second of how we sort of start doing this together, but I want to hear what, what, it, what it was that, um, what you were thinking when we were doing that starting off. We're talking like freshman year of college. Even summer before. Summer before. Yeah. Okay. Well, what I remember, I haven't thought about this. What I remember is that I just wanted to try it. I mean, I didn't grow up in an athletic family. Right. And this ended up being a big part of the motivation to run the marathon, um, was not growing up in an athletic family. Okay. Well, not yeah, we having, talk- yeah, not having that, um, I guess that automatic encouragement to fall back on, yeah. it kind of, it made me more determined to like prove to myself that I could do it. Okay. Um, almost like a changing the family tree kind of thing. Yeah. Almost. Um, but at the time I think all that I would have thought consciously was this would be a cool thing to try. I had the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we were doing it together. So it was a fun friendship kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know how deeply I was thinking about thinking about it at the time. It just kind yeah. of built the yeah. further we got into it. Yeah. So I, the way I remember it, <clears throat> it may not have all fell out this way, but <clears throat> we were at the time we, this was the summer before um, freshman year of college. So I was straight out of high school and I like lifted weights a couple times with some friends um, mm-hmm. at the school that I went to. I mean like maybe five times total. And I didn't like it because I was, like, super scrawny and weak compared to all those guys. And I was like, this is this is lame. I don't want to do this. Um, but, and this is, this is sort of a funny, this is sort of funny story here. But, like, going into college, I was like, I have to get chicks. And the way, and I had the plan, I had it all planned out. The way I was going to get chicks was I was going to learn how to play the guitar and I was going to learn how to lift weights. <laughs> so I was like, get jacked play the guitar and then you'll have chicks, all the chicks that you want. Um, so that was the plan. That was the master plan. plan. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, and, um, and, uh, so going into freshman year of college, I was like, okay, I've got to do this. I've got to get chicks. So the way to do that is to get jacked and to learn to play the guitar. So at the time we were praying together in the mornings and, uh, and then I think, I think the, w- the way I remember is I said, hey, you know what, we should try and work out after we, after we, because we both had um, IDs for um, like a local gym, and we were like, let's, let's go, let's go work out after we pray. And I remember your line to me at, when I said that was, you said, I just don't want to get too jacked to lose my flexibility. That was your, <laughs> I was like, all right. Sounds Look, like in martial arts, that's important. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, man. But I think we and both have a long my, way to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I don't think we had that problem. Yeah. Um, but in martial arts, like, that's flexibility is a huge thing. And that was my only filter to see it through. Yeah. Like, yeah. my only experience with exercise, I didn't do cross country. Mm-hmm. I didn't do sports growing up. My only sport was karate. Yeah. And so that was the only 
frame of reference that I had okay. to start out. Yeah. So. Well, I was really glad that we did it because yeah. it has. It, I'm glad we started, and I'm glad we kept doing it because it has become a huge part of my life, mm-hmm. and um, to the point where if I don't, typically if I don't if I don't work out in the morning, I have a really bad day, and my my sort of my life kind of I exist in a, in a manual world like I, I see the world through my hands and my body and everything is very physical for me yeah um, and so working out definitely just goes hand in hand with that where it just clears my mind it helps me not be emotional um, and so yeah I mean I I guess we've been doing it for since 2013 and it's 2019 now so many years is that six give or take yeah so just super grateful that we did that um and i was grateful to have you as a partner because when we were first starting out we were pretty weak um and i can remember us thinking like um seeing those guys that were bench pressing with the 45 plates and just thinking we would never ever get there ever that was so heavy that was so heavy um I think it was all we could do to get 20 pounds. Yeah. Just one rep. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, we we started out pretty much at the bottom of the totem pole. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm... So, yeah, it was helpful to be able to go in there with you and then just be able to laugh the, about the fact that we couldn't bench 135 Yeah, instead of just mope around about it, which is what I would have done. And this this would be important to say. the The thing that you hope doesn't happen the first time you go into a gym happened to us. Okay, let's, the, I don't the, remember that. Well, what, you know, a, a reason why a lot of people are scared to go into a gym is they don't want other people to look at them, talk to them. They don't want to feel like they're lesser right. than everybody okay. else. Yeah, yeah, that's well, true. our first day we go into the gym, this huge guy comes up to us and starts <laughs> lecturing us on all the stuff we were doing wrong and how the angle wasn't quite right, right. on the bicep curl and all of that stuff. And, yeah. and we're like not even freshmen in college yeah. and we're just <laughs> utterly humiliated. Yeah. Um, all right. So I, I'd also want to talk a little bit about like the different styles of working out and sort of what we, each of us have done. Um, because when we started out, it was all bodybuilding style workouts where, where it was like you had an upper day, upper body day, a lower body day, a bicep day, a tricep day, like that sort of thing, that sort of mentality. I think that's probably how most people think about it. Yeah. I think most people, when they think going to the gym, if they're not running, that's what they have in mind. That's true. I think. Yeah, uh, and that's certainly the way we thought about it. Yeah. It's like if you're not, if it's not cardio, it's bodybuilding. Right. Um, or I guess lifting weights. Um, but the more that I've sort of been in the the whole fitness, the more I've done it, and the more that I've researched it, and the more I've like thought about it, there's there's a whole lot of different ways to go about it, <clears throat> and I don't think that there's a really a value difference there. Um, so I guess, yeah. As in you don't think one is necessarily better than the other? Yeah. Is that, okay. I think, and this is something that I've run across about a lot, is like the most important, the, the best way to work out is the way that keeps you in the gym. So if you don't like running, then don't run. If, it, if it's, I mean, to an extent, you know. Um, you should challenge yourself. So if you don't like running, you should run every now every now and then. But really, like if you're especially starting out, like uh, do something that you enjoy doing. And for me, and this is this is also something we can talk about. Was like, um, you know, 
at the beginning doing bodybuilding stuff was like helpful for me to keep going into the gym because I get an awesome pump, mm-hmm. like an arm pump, and I could like feel like I I knew that I had done work based on that, and so that that sort of got me into it. And then the more I the more I started working out, the more I realized there are other ways to go about it. But so yeah, what are some different ones that you've that you've experienced and stuff like that? Well, the hard part for me is building muscle. That's the challenge. Mm-hmm. See, with my body type, I don't naturally build muscle easily or fat. I just kind of stay skinny. That's yeah. my default. <laughs> and so my goal from the beginning has been not just get stronger, but also get a little bigger. Mm-hmm. I've wanted them to go together. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there are, there are ways to do it that focus more on strength and ways to do it that focus more on size. Okay. As much as I can... My hope has been to do both to combine both. Yeah, and that's been that's been the big thing. Um, I noticed when I did the marathon that my um, that my overall strength plummeted during that time because I didn't do any weightlifting. Yeah, so that was kind of discouraging at first. Okay, um, until I got back into it and my strength, you know, came back pretty quickly. Yeah, um, I think there's a little bit of muscle memory involved. Yeah. there. So. Um, for me, I don't know, uh, to answer your question, I don't think I've adhered to one plan in particular. Yeah. I think I've just tried to figure out where do I see the most success. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the things I have not seen much success in, a lot of the isolation things, mm-hmm. like just bicep curls right. or um, just that machine that does the leg press for you where yeah. you're not actually squatting, yeah. those things I don't, I don't tend to see a lot of benefit in those Increase. for me personally. Okay. I have found the compound movements to be extra helpful for me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I know at one point you were um you were thinking about doing a split where you were doing like squatting on one day and then bench pressing on like your three main were like I think they were squatting and deadlifting and then you also wanted to increase pull-ups. Has that still been a goal of yours or yeah, it it is to an extent. I think the big thing for me is just finding a way to balance cardio and lifting right now. Yeah. So, like, I've gotten back into running, but I'm trying to make sure that that doesn't take over lifting. Yeah. So I've tried combining them into one workout. I've tried um, lifting and then running. I've tried running and then lifting. Okay. Right now I'm trying running in the mornings and then lifting later on in the day. Huh. I know that's two workouts in a day, but I think with my work schedule, I think it'll actually be easier to do it that way. Okay. Nice. And then you don't start work sweaty, so yeah. that's good. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of doing the same thing, okay. actually, uh, right now. So uh, sort of on my journey of like where I started to where I'm at now in terms of fitness is like I went from bodybuilding freshman, sophomore, and junior year of college uh, and just you know, getting in there and getting an arm pump and stuff like that to, and that, and like there was a, there's a place for that. And the place for that was, okay, you're, you're beginning this and you need to have some sort of, um, result. You need to see some sort of result. So for me doing that was helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, it was also bad in some ways, like with pride, um, and with just vanity in general. Um, so like there's a downside, but there's also an upside. And so I think they, it had its place. And then after that, I started, I sort of lost that membership to the gym, so I started doing uh, pull-ups, push-ups, uh, just all calisthenic 
body weight stuff. And I did that for about two years. Um, and I guess I probably did it around three times a week or two to three times a week. Okay. Um, and then I, so I did that for a while. And then uh, I started really starting to miss weights again after about two years. And so I bought like a, I bought a whole set of weights, like a, a barbell, 300 pounds of weights, uh, and some collar and some ring collars for like $75. Drove all the way down to Mississippi. It was like the crappiest piece of equipment you can imagine. It was rust. Everything was rusty. But it was a start, and so I was really happy to have that. <clears throat> uh, so I started doing a little more weightlifting. And then I sort of, at, at some point, um, I realized that there was, the, the bodybuilding had its limitations as far as mobility was concerned, and I started realizing, like, if my legs are crossed, sitting, if I'm sitting down on the ground and my legs are crossed, I can't get up as easily. Hmm. And I, it kind of hurts my knees when I do that. So... I started realizing that there are areas in my life where I'm starting to become immobile. Um, and I didn't want that. I wanted to stay as limber as I could. So I started thinking about ways that I could incorporate more dynamic movement, explosiveness, um, and that sort of stuff. So I started started doing, uh, this was about, I guess, four or five months ago, I started doing more CrossFit-style workouts where I'm keeping a higher heart rate, so doing more superset stuff, um, where my heart rate stays elevated, <clears throat> and um, I've really enjoyed doing that. And I actually did a whole full week of CrossFit a while back, um, and just sort of went to a gym every day and to see what they did. And I'm right now I'm kind of um, trying to balance several things. So back to where I was at originally with the whole cardio lifting thing, I'm trying to make sure that I stay. I want all of it to progress at the same time. I want to I want to get stronger. I want to get bigger. And I, but I want my heart to stay healthy yeah. all together. So I'm sort of trying to run twice a week if I can, uh, lift, like do uh, squats and deadlifts uh, once a week each, and then also try and fit in some CrossFit style, like barbell circuitry, you know, high heart rate cardio type stuff with a barbell as well. So I'm still trying to figure out how all that works together. But um, what are your favorite? What are your favorite lifting movements? Um, I really, for a long time, I really liked bench pressing. Yeah. Um, but that was one of those things where I started to see, like, bending my arm back. Like, I was getting a lot of front delt, uh, like, uh, strength there, but my back delts were really weak, and so I started, like, my arms started moving less. Mm -hmm. So I haven't been, I haven't bench pressed in a couple months. Um, so to answer your question, I think um, right now I'm really enjoying deadlifting, and... Um, clean and jerks, which is from the floor up to your shoulders and then from your shoulders overhead. Um, but I also, and I've also been doing a lot of research on squatting. Um, I had to do a lot of research because I was hurting my knee when I was squatting. It was, it was giving me a whole lot of, um, it's called patellar tendonitis, but it was a, a lot of pain in my knee. So I had to like take a six week break and uh, figure out what was going wrong, sort of do some other accessory work uh, for squatting, like goblet squats, landmine squats, and that sort of thing. Um, so I did that for about six weeks, and at the at the same time, I bought these two big, huge books just on the form, on squat form. Mm -hmm. And I read everything. I watched as many videos as I could because I knew I was doing something wrong, but I didn't know what it was. Um, so this is my first week or second week back squatting, and it's been great. How does my, it feel? My knee's been great. 
hasn't been hurting at all. So well, that's good. I was super grateful for that. So do you think that how much of that do you think is a change in form and how much is just the fact that you didn't do it for a while? Half and half, probably. Okay. I think if I if I didn't fix my form, the pain will be back in a couple of weeks or a couple of months or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I think taking that break and giving myself time to really know how to do the movement is is helpful. So, yeah. I'm in a weird spot right now where I'm trying to figure out what a good goal is. In the past, all my goals have been really clearly defined. Yeah. And I'm I'm still exercising periodically. I think I'm averaging like three days a week, something okay. like that. But it's it doesn't have a it doesn't have an end an end goal that's yeah. that's clearly visible. Yeah. And that kind of bothers me. Okay. Um, in the past, a lot of my goals have been have been weight oriented. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned earlier, so much of it was just wanting to not be just as skinny as right. I used to be. So you wanted to be, stay at like two sixty. Well, when I when I first when I first started working out, I think I weighed one twenty, maybe one twenty five. Yeah. Um, on an extra heavy day. <laughs> uh, so my goal was uh, weigh one forty. And, you know, over time I reached that okay. and then goal was, okay, let's make it to 150. And yeah. over time I've reached that and then it was <laughs> make it to 160 and now I'm, I'm, now I'm over 160. And then it switched to, that was around the marathon time then. Yeah. Then it switched to, okay, well, let's have a, a running goal. Yeah. So I started doing that. Okay. Now that the marathon's over, I'd like to have a lifting goal. Um, and I'm, I've given serious thought to that. Um, I don't even know what the name is. You'll know what the name is. It's the thing where you have a score based off bench press, mm-hmm. uh, squat, deadlift. Yeah. Is pull-ups part of that? No, it's no? not. No? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the powerlifting total. Powerlifting is a sport where you do three movements, <clears throat> and you, you have three opportunities to try and max out. And they have, these, they have these big, huge, they're called meets, but they're basically the sporting event for powerlifting. And you go and you have, on each of those movements, you have three chances to get the highest weight you can. Um, and so you add all those up together to get your powerlifting total. So we've talked a little bit about that. Yeah, it's what I like about that is it's a it's a very clearly defined uh, strength goal. Mm-hmm. I've never had a strength goal before. Okay, and so that's why I really like the wow. idea of doing that. Okay, um, I know that that's an area where I could stand to see a lot of improvement still. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. The the key is just, I guess having that moment where you decide, okay, yeah. this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, and I, don't, I don't feel like I'm there you haven't quite gotten yet. There. Yeah. It's also hard because, um, because you can really devote yourself to marathon running solely. Yeah. And that feels, and this is, this is, this is all, um, my, for me d- doing marathon running, you know, that was, I, I felt like I was staying healthy, you know, running is good for you. It's good for your heart. Of course, it's not great for all your joints and stuff like that. Um, but as long as you like do active recovery for that kind of stuff, you can deal with it. But the hard thing with that powerlifting total is you, if you want to really get a high total, you have to devote yourself to working on those three exercises solely, eating more than you would normally so you can put on mass to, to pull more weight. So like, And that doesn't seem healthy to me. And so yeah. that's sort of where we're at, where it's like, okay, we all we also want to get some cardio in because, you know, it, we're getting older, so yeah. it's, like, easier to put weight on. And if you – so anyways, yeah. Well, what do you think about this? I mean, with those movements, I know they're compound movements. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in theory, you're using a lot of different muscles yeah. with, you know, a squat. Definitely. It's not just, it's not just quads or something like that. Yeah. Um, 
But I still would think that there would be some functional strength that would be lost if that's all you focused on too. Yeah. Cause you're only moving in one direction. Right. Um, I still don't feel like I can, you know how in basketball the, like they'll have those drills where they'll like shuttle back and forth on the free throw yeah. circle thing yeah. and like keep their hands up and they're shuttling laterally. I feel like if I did that full out, my knees might, I don't, they wouldn't collapse, but they wouldn't feel good mm-hmm. because putting all that lateral stress I'm just, since my marathon, you know, that's all unidirectionally forward. Uh, mm-hmm. And then same with the squatting and the deadlifting. It's like my knees are only capable of supporting this sort of movement. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I think if you all you're doing with is those three movements, then you're, you know, you're losing um, your overhead stuff. That's why a lot of power lifters, they have to really focus on doing a lot of military press because if you lose your you know, your overhead strength, and then that's an issue. You know, it's, it's easy to get imbalanced like that. Um, so, you know, CrossFit, they, they have, they, you're, you're using your whole body a lot. You use your, it's much more um, fully body, like you stay more in sync with everything. But it's just too, it's just really too much for me to try and bite off all at once, working out alone. Because, um, you know, they're doing gymnastics, they're doing handstand walks, um, you know, uh, ring muscle ups and stuff like that. All those like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. So you know what a muscle up is where you, like, if you're on a bar, you come up like a pull up, but then you pull yourself up over the bar and then you do a dip. So you're like fully extended over the bar. So then that's hard, but then you put it on rings and it's so much harder because all you have no support. All of your supporting muscles are having to work extra hard. So they're doing pretty like complicated movements. And I and I'm not really ready to bite all that off right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, I think uh, we. I think we both like working out, but I think I kind of need it more than you do. I because because you can still have a good day if you don't work out. Like you can. St- Depends on the day. Okay. <laughs> well, that's true. Too, I would I say guess. I would say it's still a huge part of my life. Yeah. I would say it's still necessary. I think the difference is that for me, fitness and health are more inseparable. Yeah. So I would, I would put other things in the fitness category okay. that, that I couldn't do in a weight gym. I okay. think that may be the big difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like diet. Like diet. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's hard for me to separate those in my mind. Okay. Sleep. Yeah. I think of all that stuff together okay. in, as one category. Yeah. So. Okay. Um. Well, that's, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'd do that or not. Um, my, I don't really think about it because my wife just feeds me really healthy stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't have to think about, like, I don't have to make the decision, do I eat this fried chicken or do I eat this salad or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah, she just gives me salad. Well, at some point, it would be cool to do a podcast on other health stuff. Yeah, like it would be really neat to talk about sleep. Yeah, I've got some really interesting things I've been experimenting with with diet that I'd like to talk about. Yeah, that would be fun. I would love to do that. Um, Yeah, let's definitely do that. But for the sake of thoroughness, we can stick on the on the exercise side. Exercise and fitness. Here's something I've been doing. I want to get your thoughts on. I don't think I've told you about this. All right. I've been doing. I've tried this a little bit with other muscle groups, but I've only been consistently doing it with, um, the, the upper body push day. Mm -hmm. So this would be bench press movements like that. Okay. 
I'll do a heavy weight low rep thing, mm-hmm. such as bench press. What's your low rep? Uh, low rep would be like four, maybe five. Okay. Um, like if I can do more than that, then I haven't put enough weight on. Okay. So I do that, push myself there. Okay. At the end of the fourth rep, roll off the bench and do uh, clap push-ups immediately without, without break. Yeah. Okay. So the idea is to get better on, um, I shoot for eight. Okay. Um, which is really hard for me. Yeah. So usually I have to stop at like six Yeah. and then, and then knock out the last two really slowly. Okay. Um, but the idea, the theory behind it anyway, is to not only build strength with the the high weight, okay. but also to get better at exploding, Jeez. which hopefully will get better with the strength too. Hopefully wow. they'll help each other. Okay. So anyway. Yeah. Well, okay. Talk to me about how many sets, how many supersets do you do? How many of that time? How many times do you do that? Four. Okay. Can you, can you get all four or five reps on your bench press on that fourth set? Yes. Where it starts getting really hard is on the explosion stuff. Okay. That's where I feel it first. Okay. Um, and you, and have, have you noticed any improvement? I've noticed improvement with the explosion things. Okay. Because I think that's what was lacking before. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, that's awesome. I I just never 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 thought about that that before. Did you read about that or did you just come up with that? Yeah. I I read something similar and it was a much more complicated movement. And so I just decided to do something simple. Something you can do. Yeah. The idea, and I want to, I want to develop this a little more. The idea I think would be to have like an upper body push thing similar to that. Okay. An upper body pull thing that's similar to that. Yeah. And then the same on lower body push and pull. So there would be four different, I guess, groups there where there would be high weight, right. low rep, and then explosion right after. Okay. Then rest for like 30 seconds yeah. or a minute. That's great. So you are resting between that explosive? Yes, no longer than a minute. Okay. Well, 60 seconds is, should be all you need unless you're maxing out. Um, that's awesome. That's, uh, I've never really, I've never even thought about doing that. Um, but it seems like, you know, if that's awesome. You don't see any red flags or anything? No, no. Yeah, I, I, and the reason I'm having to, like, sort of figure out what's going on is because I've never heard of that before, um, but I think it's really smart. Well, I had just only done strength before. Mm-hmm. I had never thought that there's a difference between strength and power, Yeah. but I think there is. Yeah. I think there's a big difference between squat strength mm-hmm. and the ability to explode into a really high jump. It yeah. seems more functional to me or yeah. something. Yeah. Well, that seems like a great way to counterbalance the, you know, the effect of, would it be strength is like the heavy bench press or would that I guess. be power? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that would be, that's a great way. You know, you could do, I guess you could do that with squats too. Like as soon as you finish your group of squats, then you can like have like a goal to, like a, a target to try and hit with your hands, like jump up and hit. Mm-hmm. That would be exhausting, I think. Sounds like it would be exhausting. Um, but it'd be super good for you too, I think. You'd get the cardio involved also. Yeah, yeah. Because your heart would start beating. Yeah, that's true. I haven't gone through with the other exercises and tried to figure out yeah. what combinations to do. I've yeah. only done it with yeah. this one consistently. But um, Something that I've been doing a lot has been, um, or that I've been trying to consciously, and I'm, I'm, I'm where you are a little bit on my lack of a goal because I don't really have a goal in mind right now i've just been trying to stay i guess my goal has been to be consistent trying to do i aim for five what i've actually been doing i I meant to bring it today but i've been writing all my workouts 
okay. since like September. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So every day, um, I would I would just log what I had done so I can sort of keep track of my progress. Um, do you do it as you're exercising, or do you write it all down afterwards? Afterwards, yeah. I try and find a few minutes to write it down, af- like during breakfast or something. It's um, great. I've never thought to try that. Yeah, and I, I don't know really what made me do it at the beginning, but um, I'm glad I did. And I really I need to go through there and like see if I can notice any patterns throughout the, I guess what is that six months almost, mm-hmm. um, and um, so I haven't really studied it well, but for me it's been good um, to help me stay a little more consistent. Uh, I've been shooting and recently I've been actually writing out my, my workout plan for the week. So I'll have, I will try and write down on like Sunday night what I want to do that whole week. And then Mm -hmm. so that I don't have to think about it in the morning. I just do what's on the page. Um, so that's been, that's also been helpful. Um, but I guess my goal has been to, um, to try and do it five times, try and work out five times a week. Um, do you find that morning is easiest time for you? For me, a hundred percent. Yeah. And it's gradually gotten earlier and earlier. Like I, I started out, uh, probably like six fifteen, Um, and just over the past few months, it's worked its way back to five forty-five. to try and fit everything in. That's interesting. Cause you're not, uh, or at least you used to not be a morning person. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I'm not, well, I guess I am now more, uh, cause I, I'm out at like nine thirty tops. <laughs> uh, if I, so yeah, I think um, and having that, I mean, early bedtime has been it's been made it so much easier to mm-hmm. get up. Because we would in college we would try and get up, you know, like try and work out by six or something. But of course in college, you know, you're up till one a.m. and that just was not it's just not possible. Yeah. So for me, having that being usually I'm usually asleep by no later than ten. So getting up at five forty five it's not that hard. I mean, it's not, you know, easy, but once you get on the, get in the swing of things, it, it get sort of lends itself to, as long as you're still getting your seven or eight hours. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So I've pushed the time back and the morning has been, has been what I do. I usually, my routine, uh, which has been super helpful for me to have a routine. It's sort of helped me get my life together in a lot of ways. Um, just in terms of, me being able to accept responsibility and me being able to do all the things I need to do as a, as a husband and a father. Yeah. Having all that, having the, the, my morning routine has been helpful, um, to get up in the morning. I grab an apple or, you know, a boiled egg and eat that during my quiet time. And then I, and then I go outside and work out and then I'm back in at a certain time to have breakfast with my family. Um, and that, it's a good way to start the day. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's not it's not like I have mountaintop experiences every day. In fact, I never have those. Um, and they're usually pretty, uh, you know, some mornings it's really hard to, like, get outside and work out. And even when I'm warming up, it's like this sluggish, sluggish warming up and stuff like that. Um, but just to have that routine and to be able to, like, rely on knowing that that's going to happen day to day has really lent itself to me being able to accept more responsibility um, just as a, as a man, as a, as a person. So, Well, here's something I've been meaning to ask you. Okay. Do you think that the fact that you've kind of built your own home gym has helped with the motivation, the self-motivation? Like the fact that it's yours, you kind of own it. You, no, you not only mm-hmm. own the workout that you've kind of made for yourself, space. but you also own the space 
you own all of the weights. Yeah. You know, you've taken the rust off of the plates yourself. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's kind of a real self ownership there. Huh. No, you don't think so. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make me go outside and work out. Okay. If that's sort of what you're asking. It's still hard in the morning. It's still hard. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do like to take ownership of that space. I, I mean, obviously you're more than welcome to use it anytime. Uh, I hope you know that. But, and I do. Um, but yeah, so it doesn't help me get up in the morning. Like maybe the, the second day, you know, the, you know, the, the day after I clean it out really good, maybe I'm like, I want to get out there and experience mm-hmm. that clean space. Um, but for the most part, it's just, you know, um, it's just hard, still hard to get out there and, and work out. But I will say that um, it is, it's, it doesn't help me get out and work out in the morning, but it, it gives me a better experience um, in some ways than working out in like a group gym or whatever. Um, well, the, the normal gym experience that I think most people have yeah. is the opposite of yours. Yeah. You know, yeah. they, they, they drive, first of all, they drive. Yeah. Um, and the idea is for it to be as clean as possible. Mm-hmm. People have already cleaned everything for you. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's staff there ready to, you know, right. wait on you. Yeah. Um, all you do is pay the money and you do your thing and mm-hmm. then you go and, uh, you don't have to worry about upkeep or anything like yeah. that. You've yeah. done, you've done the opposite. Yeah. So I just um, wondered what that effect was. Yeah, and I want, I've never really thought about that. So that, that would be a good thing for me to think about. Um, I do, I'm trying to think if it's like made an impact on how I work out. Um, I definitely uh, try and keep that space clean. Um, and I don't think it's necessary. I think I know... Uh, there's other people that have home gyms and they, they just love to have the biggest mess and just throw plates around everywhere. And yeah, that kind of gives them, you know, some sort of satisfaction to be able to do that. But I get a lot of satisfaction in walking in and seeing, you know, all the weights in their correct spaces and all that kind of good stuff. Um, so I enjoy, I enjoy being able to go out there. Like if I have some free time, you know, when I get home from work or whatever to go out there and, um, and sweep the leaves out that blow in there and stuff like that. And sort of, I did that today actually. Okay. So that's why I'm thinking about it. But, um, I definitely do like having all my stuff. Um, I think, um, it's nice, you know, cause you've got, you've got like your regular ATC fitness or 24 seven hour fitness or whatever, where it's like they have all the machines and they have all the free weights. Um, but none of it's yours. And then, and you're also working out by yourself there. So you're yeah. still at a, at a group gym like that. You're still working out by yourself. So it's the same as a home gym, just it's not your equipment. Whereas, um, if you go to a CrossFit gym, it's all group workouts. So you, it's not a, just a bunch of machines out, um, and you just do your own workouts. Like you have, it, it's an instructor, instructor led and you do, everybody does these same movements together. So, um, so like there's you know there's differences there uh and i and i think i like the way i do it best um because i get to work out i get to push myself by myself and so i sort of get to see what i'm capable of doing by myself um and i get to use all my own equipment so maybe there's less of a pride issue involved also if you're not worried what other people think around you yeah i definitely would like to have more competition Uh and that's one thing like, I wish I could buy, like, a once-a-week pass for a CrossFit gym. I'm, I've been meaning to ask that lady if I can do that. Because that would be good for me is to be able to have some sort of competition 
against people that are, you know, equals or actually much better than I am um, to sort of push myself against. Mm -hmm. But I don't want that every day. Um, it's good for me to most of the time to be able to work out by myself. So, yeah. Well, you come from a more competitive background with sports too. Yeah. I mean, with soccer and all of that. Yeah. So that would make sense. Yeah. So. Um, here's a here's another question. Okay, what you got? For someone who doesn't exercise, someone who hasn't gotten into it, but yeah. they want to. I'd like to hear your answer to this question. What do you think? Oh, boy. What do you think for, because you and I, I think, would have different answers. Maybe. Um, it's possible. So what would be, what would be, what, I would, I'd like to hear your, your answer to that question. First thing that came to mind when you turned it around was take a walk every day. Okay. And that's something that I, that I do. Yeah, tell me why. Well, it would get more into the health side. So I could talk about my experience okay. with morning walks yeah. um, at some point. But I think for now, I'll just say that it, it would start the habit of setting aside a time in the day that okay. you devote to exercise okay. where you don't let it get interrupted by other stuff. Okay. And it starts like simple, that. and it just builds a discipline. Okay. So I would start with that. Okay. The goal would be for it to not stop there. Okay. It would be to add more, hopefully mm -hmm. quickly. Okay. Um, but a lot of people would have a hard time starting with running. Yeah. So okay. therefore, walking would be a good place to go. start. Yeah. Like a mile at most. Okay. Just every day. Yeah. Every day. Um, maybe like as soon as you wake up or something like that. Okay. Um, have you seen anything build off of that yourself? Yes. But I've also been doing a lot of experimenting with meditation and stuff like that during that time. Okay. So I don't know how much of that is the walk itself. Okay. And how much is all of the other stuff involved. Okay. All the health stuff that yeah. we're not talking about today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good answer. I could get behind that. Um, now, I love running. So yeah. I want to say get into running. Yeah. Because there are so many benefits with running. Yeah. I mean, it's so good for your heart. It's so good to have the clear goals. Endorphins. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 so straightforward. You mm. you you are going for a certain pace. You're going for a certain length. Okay. It's very clearly defined. Yeah. You get runners high at the end. Right. It's really good for your emotions. Yeah. There are so many. Yeah. Great benefits to it. Yeah. But I know that's hard for a lot of yeah, people. It is. So it's hard for me to say Running start sucks. there. I mean, it's not. Yeah. There's nothing easy about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so I yeah I think that that's a good answer because. If you've never, and I think my answer would be similar. I don't know if I would have, like, if I would say walking is definitely, I would say maybe uh, one thing you could do is um, just evaluate where you are, you know, like with where you are in your life and what your goals are, and then and then think, Okay, how can what where is where is one what's one thing that I can start to build on? So, and the reason and the and the, way, the way I'm going towards this is like um if you have an issue with eating really bad for you foods, like if you have an issue with like um habitually getting fast food or or whatever it is or maybe you should, your goal should just be um only let yourself get fast food once a week for one meal only for the whole week. And every other meal for the rest of the week is like something healthier. Or if you can't do that, you know, you know, there's all sorts of ways that you can, you well, can that's do this. way better than just 
eat less fast food. Yeah. Eat less fast food. There's there's nothing there's specific no, about right. that. You yeah. don't know when you've done it. You don't know when you failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and also like when you accomplish that goal to give yourself a, a treat. Yeah. Um, and for me, and I'm going to try and not get sidetracked. So keep me on track with this. Okay. All right. All right. For me, that that is, I work out, if I work out four times, if I work out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and I push myself hard those four days, on Friday, I get to do biceps and triceps, man. I call it Friday fun day. Because that is by far the most fun it's part. It's the best thing. It's, yeah. This is, that's the best, the most fun, the most rewarding uh, body part to work out, at least for me. So, like, that's how I reward myself for that week. So, I think if you can do something similar um, starting out, like, another thing, and, and because you're not going to get, you can't go from point A to point B immediately. It's impossible for anybody. Um, and I guess everybody's still technically traveling to point B, but like, cause I, in my own life, um, there was a point, uh, a year or two ago where I started drinking a lot more water. Mm-hmm. Now all my bowel movements are extremely regular. Um, I never get dehydrated ever. Um, how much water are we talking? Uh, since I quit my desk job less. Okay. And I, and I'm, that's why I'm carrying this big thing around. Yeah. You got it with you right now. Um, but uh, but especially when I was working my desk job, you know, it's easy to get up and get more water. So I would, I would get like, you know, those, I guess they're half liter plastic bottles, eight a day. Okay. Um, or more. Yeah. So I don't know how yeah. much that is. I don't know yeah. if that's, it's probably around a gallon. Um, and I just started doing that, uh, really consistently. And like, that was a huge, that, that like, I think that helped me, um, fitness wise, health wise greatly. So and then I built on that even more um, with like, oh gosh, what was it? Um, like getting more, like more consistent sleep. That's also so. Like if you can start building on, like you're eventually going to make it to point B, mm-hmm. but you always have to start somewhere. So the walk is a great way. Well, here's something else, and I think this is really similar to what you're saying. This would be another way to say it. Would be there are certain categories that all go together and they all help each other. So if you have a really bad sleep habit and a really bad eating habit, it's going to be extra hard to exercise. Mm-hmm. So you got to enter that cycle somewhere. Yeah. And for some people, it's really easy to enter on the exercise side. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of how you started. Yeah, you, definitely. It was really easy for you to enter on the exercise side, mm-hmm. and the others have fallen into place. The better you've gotten with exercise, mm-hmm. that's been okay. your motivation wow. to improve in the other that's areas smart. too. I think for other people, it might be get better with sleep mm-hmm. and then you have more motivation to do more during the day. Okay. You have the energy to exercise wow. or maybe it's food. Yeah. Or I don't know. All maybe. those different things are sort of, yeah, yeah. I'm too, I'm still growing a lot in my whole food diet, all that stuff that we're going to talk about later. Yeah. yeah. But that, that's the area where I, I have least, I'm like, if you go outside and work out for 45 minutes, you can eat whatever you want. You can sleep as much as you want or as little as you want, and then you'll be fine. Like, that's sort of my mentality. Yeah. And, but I guess recently, past year, like, I've seen, like, small improvements, like, with the water mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff that's sort of starting to grow into that yeah. whole side of the circle. Well, even though I started with weightlifting, even though that was the first sort of health thing that I did, mm-hmm. I think the way that I'm really getting into the cycle where I'm finally 
finding my groove yeah. is more on the eating side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is sort of transforming the other categories too. Yeah, that's awesome. So I guess what I'm saying is it's a cycle and you got to figure out where you Which can one easily in. fall right into place. Wow, that's good. And then the momentum can build from yeah. there. Yeah. So. Um, one guy that I, I listened to, and I think maybe you listened to him as well. Um, he was talking about how um, he doesn't ever go 100% in the gym. If he ever does, it's very rare. And he, like for him, it like it's the way he saw it was like if you if the maximum number of pull ups you can do, if you if someone put a gun to your head and said pump out as many pull ups you can do, is ten, and you went out and you did and you pushed yourself to the absolute limit and you did ten, tomorrow you're gonna be sore, or you're gonna be worn out like your central nervous system, which is another thing another part to play is gonna be worn out and you're not gonna do well or work out at all you know the mm-hmm. next day so he said what he like what he does is he goes into the gym and he does like six or seven pull-ups so that on tuesday or the next day he can do six or seven more and then by the end of the week instead of having just done 10 at, on monday all you've the way you've done more. 25 you yeah. know yeah and 25 is better than 10 so yeah. that that was sort of um I don't know if how I I didn't listen to the whole. It was a podcast that he was talking on, so I didn't listen to the whole thing. Um, but that I don't know how much I agree with that. I think some of that's true, um, especially like starting out, just being just to get into the whole motion and to have momentum. Yeah. Um, even if you don't push yourself really hard, just to have the momentum to do it tomorrow. Especially starting out. Yeah. 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 I think. I think the danger that I would have, and I suspect a lot of people would have with that, is they would rationalize not pushing themselves. Yeah, yeah. And inevitably with exercise, you have to push yourself. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's the way yeah. improvement and, and growth happens. And that's, that's one way that that just watching your routine develop has been really helpful for me. Okay. I think I probably would have fallen off the wagon a long time ago yeah. if I didn't see you get out there every morning. Yeah. Um, you have to push yourself. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. yeah. What's the point? Um, huh. Got any other questions? I don't think so. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to talk about. I feel like there was. Um, I want to ask you about your 40-minute rule. Oh, yeah, yeah. When the, well, let me also say this. Okay. Because uh, I have some agreements and disagreements with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I want to talk about that. Okay, yeah, we haven't talked about this yet. Yeah. I've told you the rule, but we haven't discussed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about it since you mentioned it. Okay. And I have some thoughts. Okay. So, so the, here's the idea behind it. If the goal is to get stronger mm-hmm. and to get better at whatever exercise you're doing, if your exercise is longer than 40 minutes long, Mm-hmm then you haven't pushed yourself hard enough. Okay. And then it works the other way around too. Okay. So the idea is 40 minutes is sort of the ideal exercise time. Okay. It's the perfect amount of intensity and also duration. Okay. All right. That's the, that's the basic is idea. Is that a hard, fast rule for you? Yes, because I can easily get two miles in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so I, I lift weights for 20 minutes and then I run for 20 minutes. Okay. Now that's changed now that I'm running more in the mornings. Mm-hmm. But I would say that more often than not, I've, I've been almost exactly 40 minutes. Okay. Um, 
So I have a, I have a couple thoughts about that. Uh, one, um, just overall, I think that's great. I think it's good to have a goal for yourself. I think I, I think the the benefits outweigh the the downsides to a point. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I say that is because if your goal is to uh, increase your powerlifting total, like we were talking about earlier, um, you almost you almost can't get it all in in forty minutes mm. um, because you have to like if you do like if you're working on squats that day, you need to do a really heavy set of five. You need to do five reps or whatever your program calls for, like whether it's five or whether it's threes or sevens. But you need to you need to do those reps and then you need to give yourself like a full. 120 seconds to rest in order to get in order to do the next set you should be pushing yourself to where you need that rest break in order to get that whole next set because your goal is not you're you're not as much worried about your cardiovascular system or your physique you're just worried about you what you want is to get the most amount of weight on that squat as you possibly can and the only way you can do that is to give yourself significant amount of break time so like that's sort of where the point where the 40 minute, like if you're, if you're trying to be a, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, but I, but I imagine for most people having that is a good goal because you can also push yourself for 40 minutes, you know? Um, that's the thing for me. Yeah. Anything, Knowing 40 minutes sounds so much better than 45 yeah. or 50 okay. or an hour. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also longer than 30 minutes. Yeah. So my, uh, one other critique that I think I would have is, uh, giving yourself time to warm up. Mm. And this is something that I have started doing in the past two months and that I've seen um, improvement on my on how healthy I feel throughout the day. Yeah. Um, like when I give, like if I just go in there and immediately start squatting or deadlifting, um, like it's not, I, I go away from the whole workout feeling much more stiff and then throughout the day just continue to get stiffer. But having... A time I spend usually between ten and fifteen minutes before I do much weightlifting, warming up. I try and jog like 200, 400 meters. I try and do some leg swings and warm up my body, get some blood moving, and from and that has helped a lot with my mobility. Being able to like if I'm bending down instead of getting down on my knees, I can just go all the way down into a deep squat and it doesn't hurt. Mm. Um, and so having I think that warm up before each workout to sort of shake off the day before. And to get ready for your for the day following has been so for me doing that you you almost have to spend ten minutes if you do it really well you can yeah. get it done in ten yeah. minutes no that's a good word so you think it's more important I mean I guess you probably want to do both but do you think it's more important to stretch afterwards or at the beginning um, well stretching and warming up are two different things okay um, all right I I don't stretch almost any before I work out it's all like getting your just doing like similar movements that you'll be doing so if i'm squatting i'll do like 20 air squats or if i'm deadlifting i'll put a little bit of weight on the bar and do that 10 times you know also do some body weight squats also like run around a little bit just to get everything all all your systems together yeah Yeah. um you should and then i should definitely stretch afterwards okay um I don't have time. The way my routine is like at 7:30, I'm in and I've got and I'm eating breakfast with my family, so I don't have time to be stretching. Um, so I, for a little while, I was trying to stretch like at night. Uh, I think you may have seen me once or twice mm-hmm. rolling out the yoga mat. 
Um, and I didn't really, I kind of quit. I haven't done it in a few weeks. And I think I really need to start doing that. Um, I'm not sure if stretching that far removed from your workout does anything. Um, but it definitely, when I would go to bed, I would feel, I'd feel loose. I felt like it's probably still better than not stretching at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. I think you, you might be right. So mm. you should. I think I should. I, that's one thing that I need to do better. Is I just you know I'm out of time at that time at that point. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, it's fun to improve over time. Mm-hmm. It's fun to build on. It's fun to, to, watch sort of. I don't know. The the. Your, your personal house get in order over yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, it's got to start somewhere. Yeah. But then once the momentum builds, it's a really rewarding experience. It is. And it takes a lot longer than you want it to. Yeah. Um, like when we first started working out, you know, we jumped within two months up to being able to bench 135. Like it was pretty quick. Um, but now it's sort of taken a much longer. Like it took a long time for me to start drinking water. It took a long mm-hmm. time for me to get to where I could consistently, you know, push myself with my cardio workouts and things like that. Um, and they take like those sort of improvements on your life take longer than you want them to, but it's, but it's rewarding and it's, uh, and it's, um, what's the word fulfilling. Yeah. So for sure. Well, let's consider this a part one. Let's talk more about fitness and health later on. Let's definitely do that. That'd be great. So, all right. Signing out. All right. All right.